views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants and no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Thank you, Roger. And good morning, America. Tuesday morning, 9.05, another edition of the award-winning Authors Hour radio program on Smoking 99.9 FM, WNRI.com, since 1954, 1380 on the AM dial, along with TuneIn Radio and many other avenues. And at a later date, our IT department will put this show and my other ones on a podcast under anchor.fm slash Wayne dash Barber. It's going to be Children's Author Day today. Uh, we have a local author that's going to be calling in a little later, Diane Bernia Oskarski, and the name of the book is The Magic Coat. A lot of people in northern Rhode Island are really raving about it because it has a very, very local flavor. So uh, don't touch that dial. And then we're going to be talking about entertainment on the last part of the show. And uh, we have a place in Webster, Mass. that's known for attainment. And uh, we'd like to get some emails on it. As you know, the email is always Wayne, W-N-R-I, at Yahoo.com. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Healthy foods for a healthy lifestyle. Gluten-free products. Over 100 dried herbs, nuts, and seeds. Healthy snacks. Help your body to reinforce its immune response. Hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Batley organic oils, food for life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies. Consumer-friendly hours are Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. HarvestMoonHealthFoods.net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway. AuthorsHourBookstore.com New and slightly read books. If you heard our author interview on our Authors Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com for any locator service or a closeout book. Again, it's the new AuthorsHourBookstore.com. We have over 600 selections on the website right now and an inventory of over 4,000 books. Send us an email at waynewnrijahoo.com and we'll get one of those books at a discount price and another 10% off by mentioning today's show. Book Lovers Gourmet is very receptive to local authors, poetry, uh, artists, musicians. Uh, she does it all. 
We're talking about Debbie Horan with Book Lovers Gourmet for books, coffee, gifts, and Christmas in July sale. 25 to 50% off now, all holiday items, box cards, jigsaw puzzles, ornaments, and more. Get your summer reading here. Bring a book to the beach or your backyard. 10% student discounts at Book Lovers Gourmet. 72 East Main Street in Webster, Mass., 508-949-6232. She normally opens at 10 o'clock, but I can smell that Hogan Brothers coffee coming right down to Blackstone Valley. She's also got it by popular demand. She'll sell it to you by the pound to take it home. Book love is gourmet right there at 72 East Main Street in Webster, Mass. And again... If you have some poetry or a local author, give her a call and stop in and she'll work out the arrangements for a book signing and get your inventory on her shelf. We're all in the same boat. Transportation and limousine services today provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks. Got a beautiful Ford Escape, good mileage, and it goes good in the snow. And, okay, I'm going to move my St. Louis hat just back a little bit so everybody on the radio audience can use their imagination of my receding airline, hairline prepared by the Worcester Hair Company. Over one year in business now up at Worcester, where the cranes are still in the skies, the fastest growing city in Mass. And little general stores, by God, there's one in your neighborhood. And you know what they got now? They got a new product that I've been buying right along. So I'm going to stop at North Smithfield on the way home, get a couple. Ham steaks per steak, individual uh, servings at $2.99. Land O'Lake Swiss cheese also. Something new instead of that American or the orange cheese. They've got the Land O'Lake Swiss cheese on sale. And I know Norm the Milkman probably delivered that. Five eighty nine a pound and no limit. Little general stores, money orders, gift cards, and sponsor of Recipe for a Good Day right here every Wednesday with our own Jeff Gamash. He's getting his apron right now out of the dryer. He sent it out to get it cleaned. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is waynewnri at yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny Ray. And today's birthdays, we have uh, the ultimate sportsman, David Monez, turns 47 today. And how about a financial genius, Richard Lapine, 60 years old today. That's 30 and 30 is 60, Richard. And Glenn Grauer, uh, 56 years old, happy birthdays, care of Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com. We're glad to get them in there. Now, normally, we start out with a novel, a fiction, or a nonfiction on the first half of the show. In the second half of the show, we have either poetry or a children's book, um, a smaller version, and a lot less to talk about. But this one here, since it's been hitting the radio here at WNRI, and in the literary field of northern Rhode Island, it's the most talked about children's book in a long, long time. So we finally hooked up, and I got some inventory, and they are for sale. At 1995, and I brought a few copies with me today. So if anybody wants one, at the end of the show, I can sell you one or contact me at WayneWNRI.com and we'll make the arrangements to get it to you. 
and they are autographed. Normally, when I sell them on my website, if it's an autographed copy, I get a premium for it. But I'm going to pass that savings on today by the mention of today's show for $19.95. And on the line right now, let me have that drum roll. Let me see. That's a bass drum instead of the snare. We have Diane Bernia Iskoski. And the name of the book is The Magic Coat with a very, very local flavor to it. Good morning, Diane. How are you? Good morning, Wayne. I'm very good, thank you. I want to thank you for this opportunity. The very first thing I've got to ask you, my late father-in-law, Abel Porcat, worked with a gentleman with the same name, Bernia. And you know how things go come around, comic goes around or whatever mm-hmm. in this world? Did you have a relative, Earl and May Bernier, that lived in Harrisville for a while and then Tarkland in Boroughville? Mm-hmm. Probably it- not. Uh, Bernier was my married name, and um, uh, there, were, there were very few people in that family. Basically, my... Husband was an only child, and his okay. father was an only child, and so it's uh, Bernier is a good old French name here in this area, and there are quite a few Berniers. And uh, maybe if we did a um, family tree, we'd find that there is some connection, but I, it doesn't sound familiar to me. Okay, I just went, when I saw that name and rang a bell, and I said to my wife, I said, "Wouldn't that be a coincidence? Get him a full circle forty years later, having a connection with him." Okay, so that was somebody that worked at Hamilton Doll and Industrial Tool with my father-in-law, and that's a different family. Okay, we got that Very out of the way. Why this book? And it is, is it your very first book? It is my first book. However, uh, I'm retired now, and looking back, uh, I realized that I've had a lot of special experiences in my life, and I felt that I wanted to share them. So I started writing probably what we would consider uh, my memoirs. Not that anybody probably would even know who I am, but I felt uh, a need to start that book. And uh, I got to a chapter uh, when I was about 10 years old, uh, and it's this, it became this book, The Magic Code. I kind of wrote it aside from the book that I'm still working on. And the name of that book will be In Less Than a Lifetime. But aside from that, uh, this book, The Magic Coat, is a true story. And I just felt the need to share it because we have so much negativity nowadays. Uh, and this is really, to me, a heartwarming, uh, uh, true-to-life, uh, feel-good kind of a story. And it all happened right in Woonsocket. I was born and raised in Woonsocket. I went to the elementary schools and high school in Woonsocket. And when I was 10, uh, my parents took me to the old social department store. We're talking about the one that was where the racquetball club right. got to be later. And actually, we weren't even in the children's department. We were in a, sort of a, the furs and fine, finer clothing. And that coat struck me. And I looked at it. And I don't even think that it was a children's coat, but it was a size small. And the owner of the store looked at me and um, knew that there was a connection. And so it got to be mine. I kept it for 30 years, maybe 40 years. And what happened was um, unbelievable because it taught me to appreciate, uh, not overlook the good things in life. 
good things are not disposable. The things worth having are not disposable. But I, I, was, I got gifted. I decided to give it to um, Salvation Army. And um, a few weeks later, I was watching television. And I'm actually kind of like telling most of the story here. But I was watching television. And there, a young girl with the coat. Very proud, standing very proudly coming out of Sunday service. And with that, I just felt I had to write that story. And there are more details in the book, obviously, but um, that's the way it goes. So it is my first book. I hadn't, not, I hadn't been too familiar with um, publishing books. And so about a year ago, I uh, decided to uh, look into traditional publishing and boy, what a what a, an awakening that was! <laughs> Years ago, people could just uh, submit a manuscript, and traditional publishers would um, kind of give you an advance and buy the rights to the book, and so on and so forth. But nowadays, uh, I learned that to write a traditional book or get published by a traditional publisher, you need to write a proposal, a query letter, and you need to to be able to. Um, guarantee them that 10,000 books will be sold the first day that that book is in circulation. It's so you better okay. be a celebrity or you better have been in the news. And so there were other types, other types of publishing like self-publishing, hybrid publishing, and so on and so forth. And so it's, it has been a learning experience. Um, and with everything you do in life, you learn something and you're ready for the next step. So I'm continuing to work on the book that I first started with, that's um, In Less Than a Lifetime. But I'm glad to share today this book, The Magic Coat. Okay. The very first piece of advice I can give you, if you'd like to take it, is join the Association of Rhode Island Authors. It's one of the fastest growing groups in the country, over 377 members, and we have a monthly meeting that you can attend in person at uh, a church that we rent out the hall or via Zoom as a virtual meeting. We do it both ways. It's a once-a-year fee, and they go through as part of the agenda, which we'll do later in the show, all the future places that you can sell your product. Some of it's by lottery. I'd be interested in doing Uh, that. We have uh, space at the Big E in Springfield, Massachusetts, in the Rhode Island building. We have, that is, you know, that's 100,000 people going by your book. Uh, every day. That's pretty impressive. But we have other events too, from farmer markets to poetry events to lively literati. You know, it's our lifeblood. But the networking possibilities are endless and most times free to avoid you a lot of costly mistakes that you haven't even thought about as you get into this marketing part of the business. First of all, so much involved. Did the uh, publisher design the cover, or was that your choice? That was my design. Actually, um, the book was published by Newman Springs, and they're in uh, Red Banks, New Jersey. Uh, And part of the uh, contract was that they would do the illustrations, but I needed to design them. So I had to give rough sketches. 
And I'm not an artist, but I had to do rough sketches of each and every one of the illustrations that they actually kind of cleaned up and colored and all of that. But I had to give them, tell them the colors and um, the... So basically, I was the one who designed the illustrations, not the actual artist. And that's why you won't see an illustrator on the book, because they could not right take credit the for the illustrations. Yeah, I noticed that right off the bat. I thought I thought uh, artificial intelligence did it. And the way nope. the publishers are doing it now, uh, with the graphic software they have, it's really changed everything in the business. But uh, also that association Rhode Island Authors or CAPA, I'm a member of the Connecticut one, one of the Massachusetts one. We have probably 20 illustrators in our group, too. Uh, we've got 30 editors. We have lawyers that specialize in publications. Uh, we, we've got the whole package with our membership. And uh, when we have our so You're talks, a seasoned author also, so you, you know what, what it's all about. <laughs> oh, it, it's an ever-changing field with self-publishing today. It, it's, it's changed within the last two years. It's changed. That's how fast things are changing. Unbelievable. It really is. What a learning experience it was. It is, and it's a healthy experience. But I think you got it down, Pat, and I I don't want to take a little pressure off of you, but it does get easier the more you do it. Was you a big proponent of keeping a daily journal or a diary as a young girl? Yes. I do that even now. I, I knew it. I just... (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing some of the similarities that authors have. It, it's really something. Now, are you I still getting have, to- have an old-fashioned calendar too, a paper calendar. And when you when you come to the end of the year, there isn't a day that I don't have something marked. Yeah. So I keep kind of a, a diary that way, but I also keep a written diary in more detail, so to speak. But someone could ask me, you know, where were you on a certain day? And I can just go to my calendar and I'll know exactly, you know, what the bullet points were for that day. Uh, that I, I also- was in banking and, and so um, my whole life, I worked for Bank of America, my whole working career. And uh, they, I was always... When, I, when my uh, performance appraisals came in, it was always um, that I exceeded expectations, I was detail-oriented, and they knew where to go if they needed to put their hands on a memo or something, you know, from months back. It was kind of like, just go check with Diane. She's, she's got it. So sometimes that's a gift, and sometimes that can be um, very time-consuming, so to speak. But it just also prepared you. What, what you're doing and where you're putting everything, but... That part of my brain is very active. <laughs> it's also prepared you for a new world that you're going into now as an author. It's going to uh, really help and ease your uh, process. We call the process of getting these books out. And uh, don't be afraid to change genres either. Uh, I like the book. It's uh, got a lot of interesting life-learning lessons in it. It really makes you think as an adult. Uh, I think it's going to be a good seller myself. You, the most important thing is the marketing on it now. Uh, I think it could probably go with a companion coloring book for five ninety five. 
that's and, a good idea. And uh, very easy to produce those, too. You could do that yourself on your own computer and have staples of somebody do your printing for you on the coloring book part. And uh, it'd be another thing to sell if you're doing a book signing at a table or an expo or an event. Sort of a companion, right. Yes, especially for the children. Because the parents might not go the nineteen ninety five for the book, but they might go the five ninety five coloring book. At least you get one sale at the same time. And then later, when the kid really enjoys coloring and all that, you're going to get the sale on the hot cop, a hot copy. I I like that. I really do. I thank you for that tip. Uh, I've done a couple of readings, or I should say a few readings. I did a reading at uh, the Harris Library in Woonsocket, and the librarian there was kind enough to um, pull up a a coat. And so the children, after I read the book, colored the coat. And, and that was a nice activity for them. See what I, I mean? I also did a reading at the Globe Park School yep. uh, in Woonsocket, and I did a reading at the Washington Park Library um, in Providence. So I've been trying to get out there, but I'll tell you, it's a full-time job, just the marketing. Oh, definitely. Just to, you know, reach out every day. I try to spend at least an hour every day reaching out to uh, mostly elementary school libraries or elementary school uh, superintendents, uh, directors, and uh, libraries. Um, obviously, it's, you know, it's kind of a narrow uh, age group that would uh, find the book uh, interesting. But actually, when you, come, when you come down to it, I think there's a lesson for all ages. I do, too. That's, that's what I was trying to elaborate on. The, I, I cannot get something out of my head about this book. And that's one of my favorite artists. And they use it as a Christmas special every year now. Dolly Parton's um, movie, The Coat of Many Colors. And that it's yeah, on every year at Christmas time uh, with a great lead singer from the country show. And it's just a life-learning movie, a nice homey good movie about a coat that was handmade by the And you don't get tired mother. of watching it, kind of like a, um, It's a Wonderful Life. And this book, this is all I think of is the two combined together. Uh, do you think the coat or the girls it could be expanded into a sequel or part two? But probably. What I've been thinking is, imagine if I could find the girl. She's in Providence somewhere, or she was in Providence. If I could find the girl who obtained, who, who put the, now possesses the coat or, or got it after I did, yeah. and to find out how that coat lived on. That but should that be, be so available. Difficult. If it was on TV, there's a, there's a record of it somewhere. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that's that shouldn't be hard to find at all with the uh, intelligence. Just ask Google or Chat Chat G- mm-hmm. uh, GPT, and or if you had a picture of the girl with the coat and you just put that on there, Google even identify the picture. It's, I thought of getting in touch with the TV station. Oh, they would know to it. see whether or not they had you know old uh, footage of oh, yeah. that interview. Of yeah, the they save all that. that. They save all of that in the archives. That's why that's not mm-hmm. hard to get. That that should be something you should be able to get. You know, without being a detective, that should be no mm-hmm. problem at all. Now, uh, you had the idea for the book, the magic coat. 
it's been burning in you for the 30, 40, 50 years or whatever. Uh-huh. Did you go to a family member or a friend that had previously made a book and uh, no. use them as a mentor? Or did you be self-taught on a computer? Self-taught. Right from point A. And I don't know an author. Other than you, Wayne. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I don't know an author. I just kind of freelanced and kind of worked it out and, um, you know, did my homework and was on the computer quite a bit. You know, people say, what would you do all day? And it's amazing how many, how many hours can go by while you're doing what you love. No. Uh, but, no, I, I didn't get any help. And I did um, submit the manuscript to about five uh, different publishers, and they all agreed. But um, even getting it printed is not um, free, obviously. Yeah. So there's a cost there. So I decided to go with Newman Springs. But I think what makes my children's book a little bit different is that it's a true story. Yeah. It's, a, it's an illustrated children's book. So when you narrow it down to an illustrated children's book, you're really um, limited to about 800 words. Yeah. And to have it to be a true story, I can only think of about maybe a couple dozen illustrated children's books that are true stories. Yeah. So I thought that that might be a, a, a ticket to um, interest, you know, outside interest in the book, but I'm still working <laughs> at marketing, and I really appreciate uh, this opportunity that you've given me, Wayne. Well, you know, you reference a social department store, and I've got a reference, you know, growing up in Boroughville in the northern part of the state. Uh, even the last uh, retail store that I had, I had layaway at my Bass Pro Shop, uh, Wayne's Place in Pasco, you know, even up to 2001, but as a child growing up and family members, we had uh, Hearst Furniture on Main Street, the New York mm-hmm. Department Store, right where George's Pizza is in that area right now. Mm-hmm. We had another one there, Smith Jewelers. And I can remember I made five payments to get my very first ring. And mm-hmm. uh, Things I, were so different back then, then. And I can remember salesmen coming and knocking on my mother's door. There was, uh-huh. uh, you could make payments on a, a, a dining room set. You had the uh, Fuller like Brush Man. Exactly. We had the Fuller Brush Man. We had, we had a guy that used to uh, come for insurance payments. He lived in North Smithfield once a month, get his insurance payments. And I think, if I remember right, there was even an Electra Lux Vacuum Man. I remember. And, Those were the good old days, weren't they? And it was based on the honor system, on the exactly. payment plans. And uh, I never heard the word interest back then. I never heard it. Exactly. Well, this man, he was the, I mean, at Social Department Store, the owner of the store who didn't know us. And my, I, we had, I had two younger sisters at home, and so my, and my parents were just living from week to week, paycheck to paycheck. And um, he actually boxed that that uh, coat, beautiful in a beautiful coat box, and just said, "Just pay me when you can." Yeah. And my parents did. Obviously, yeah. they did. And that just made me even, uh, you know, more appreciative. Yeah, but he also so, made a lifetime customer too. Yes, it did. It really did. And your family told 20 other families, too, you know, of the good conditions you had, the good experience Mm -hmm. of shopping at Save Right. 
the goodwill uh-huh. and the word of mouth is just, it's priceless. Absolutely priceless. Uh, well, I hope people enjoy the book as much as I enjoyed writing it, the experience of writing it, and uh, the uh, uh, just the uh, what I'm learning doing this. And now I'm anxious to write my next book. Uh, that would be it. When you get it over three, three over three is the key to it. Then you have a little bit more at your table, unless you've got companion things with it. Um, like I say. I, I can't emphasize it enough to uh, newbies that come into the business. Get involved in the associations in your state. I will do that. I and will take your advice and do that. I appreciate that so this much. This show is going out 14 different ways, and we have a lot of people from down south, a lot of people from New York. It's uh, They call it business 101 in the <laughs> literary field. And, uh, we got to stop somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's, I try to get, you know, little business tips out there all along. But also, uh, I can give you one tip on it, too. Uh, I have all found right. from talking to other authors of children's book, uh, try to concentrate your book signings away from other children authors. And what I mean by that is don't make it a competition because each children park is different in its own right. It should stand by itself. I so agree. if you um, do a book signing, share a table with a romance or a novel or nonfiction, uh, another type of author instead of okay. competing with that same thing. Because as somebody comes up with the kids, both of you are going to be, you know, really negotiating to make that sale. Kind of a tug of war for who gets the sale. And it it doesn't relate. It doesn't relate at all. Well, that's good information, Wayne. You know, I'm I'm just saying from personal experience, uh, attending a lot of expos and a lot of book signings, I've seen that friction in that part of our business. I don't see it with uh, sci-fi writers. I think they all get together because they're all just so different in their own right. Mm-hmm. But with the children's authors, it's a, a different breed. Different kind of competition, right. And I, I think right now the latest figures I got from the big five, right now it's pushing 19% of all sales of children's books right now. So they are really picking up too. And I think it's because of the quality of the uh, graphic design with the newest softwares that are out there. And uh, a lot of the books being printed in China, they come up with a new system on the different type of paper they use that's really, really vibrant. It's really catching. And it's keeping the prices down on a lot of the books, too, which is helping. Yeah, that's certainly, uh, I, I was very surprised. I didn't set the price for my book. I was set by, by Newman Springs, and I thought, you know, well, I guess that's the way it's got to be. But, um, yeah, yeah, printed in China would certainly bring uh, the price down. But you've got to buy them in, in bulk. Mine are being printed on demand, yeah. and so I don't have a whole inventory of books. It's as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, and uh, book outlets are ordering them. They're being printed and shipped out. So it's not like I had a truckload delivered to my, my basement or my garage. I have just, just a few on hand. You've got to describe And I would like to have to more me. books because I, people call me and say, you know, oh, I'm not an Amazon person or I don't want to pay shipping or, you know, whatever. Uh, so, um, 
Yeah, that's another avenue. And uh, like you said, the, the, the uh, colors are much more vibrant. So that's something else to look into. We learn as we go, don't we, Wayne? One, one question I've got to ask you now. Take a deep breath. Could be emotional. Could you describe to our listening audience worldwide what emotions went through your mind the day the UPS or FedEx or the Postal Service brought your first case of books or your first books to you when you opened it? Could you describe that feeling as an author? I had tears in my eyes. My heart was pounding. And it was one of the uh, most exciting moments of my of my lifetime, whether or not I ever sold a book or, you know, sold thousands of books. I just felt that I had accomplished something that it was in back of my mind for a long, long time. And um, I, I just felt wonderful. Do you think this experience of coming out with your first book will encourage any of your family or friends to do their own book? I think so. However, um, you need to be really persistent. It takes a, cer- it takes a, a certain personality. And, and I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Nobody's approached me saying that they would do it. Yeah. Most people have said I wouldn't have the patience to do it. So it's hard for me to answer that question, Wayne. Yeah. Well, something will turn up here in the near future, I can tell you that. It happens to every one of us. Now, at 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning, are you going through dreams where you wake up and grab a piece of paper and write down an idea for a new book? I have a glass of iced tea on my nightstand. I have a, a, a spiral pad a pen, and three-by-five cards, (laughs) and my phone. And yes, sometimes I um, wake up during the night just because I want a glass of milk or a cookie or something, and before going to bed, I'll jot down some notes. As a matter of fact, um, this is kind of aside from this book, but when my son and daughter-in-law went away to on vacation, they asked me to uh, babysit, so to speak, their cat. Now, I'm more of a dog person, and I know very little about cats. And they had a black cat. So the only thing I knew about black about cats was that it might be bad luck. But anyway, they kind of kiddingly, and this was around the time I, I had just received my uh, first printed uh, published book. They said, while we were away, you might want to write a book about Walter. And what you just asked me did, did occur. I woke up in the middle of the night because what I didn't know was that cats were, were sort of nocturnal. And so he would be kind of like roaming around the house at night and sleep most of the day. And so as he did that and I noticed his behavior and studied his behavior and all of that, I, I wrote a sort of a, we'll call it an essay about the experience of Walter the Black Cat vacations at grandma's and so on mother's day i gave it to um my daughter-in-law you know as a little um just kind of like just as a cute little thing and she loved it she said you should have it printed maybe we can kind of tweak it a little bit and um this will be your second book so yes i do uh in the middle of the night jot down ideas you got the bug you're on your way the name of the book (laughs) is a magic coat by Diane Bernier Iskursky, right here, North Smithfield resident, and uh, highly recommended children's book and a true 
life story of a purchase from Save Right years ago, right here. Not Save Right. It was Social Department Store. Social Department Store. I'm sorry. I apologize. Social Department Store. I think many of your listeners will remember the old Social Department Store, the original Social Department Store. Yeah, because they were such a great, great local company again. Diane, thank you very much for writing this book, and I'm sure this is really going to catch on. And I hope this I hope so. I hope Thank this you helps. so much, Wayne. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. I appreciate it. Thank you. Goodbye. That concludes the first part of the show. And the second part is going to be sponsored by uh DMB Performance. You know, there's a lot of repair garages in Northern Rhode Island, tire dealers, oil change specialists, new car dealers. We have a high-performance specialist, too, that sponsors with our show, been with us since day one, and I'm proud to announce that DMB Performance is staying on for another season. The DMB Performance Automotive Repair at 91 South Main Street, Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800. If you're coming up from Route 295, take exit 7B onto Route Route 44, then at the lights in Chipaget, bear right onto Route 100. Complete repair and service of domestic, foreign cars, and light trucks. High-performance work is their specialty. Already since 2000 in the town of Burrowville. Engine diagnosis, suspension, Rhode Island State Inspection. They do a real bang-up job with air conditioning, CV work, all kinds of axle work, and fuel injection. All mechanics are ASE certified an auto advanced level specialist in engine performance. They specialize in Ford high performance and engine rebuilding. Not just a changer of parts. Engine rebuilding, they'll get their hands dirty. They've worked on the Tasca Ford race program from 1984 through 1997. Again, local jobs and local taxpayers. Stop by for an appointment or an estimate of any repair or preventative maintenance. Call for 401-710-9800 and that's Dawn and customer service, one of the best in the business at DMB Performance and Automotive Repair 91 South Main Street, beautiful Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800 Are you looking for authentic Mexican food? Not a knockoff, not a wannabe the real deal You open the front door to this business, Casa Burritos, at 114 Main Street in Blackstone, and you would swear you just crossed the border. Gluten-free available also, and now Felix, the owner, has reminded me they have a delivery service. And they're open seven days a week at 11 a.m. at 114 Main Street and Blackstone. They share that building with two or three other businesses, but they're right there in the front. 508-928-0904. And wait a minute. Uh, It's uh, during the week, Monday through Friday. He announced now we have a luncheon special from 1130 to 2 o'clock. I call it the businessman special. 508-928-0904 for authentic Mexican food. And yes, it is possible there is catering available at Casa Burritos. Authentic Mexican food. And boy, what a show that was on this, uh, the Magic Coat. And it's uh, brought to you also, every event I go to, and Jeff can verify this, there's always somebody in a rush, they forget the keys and the key fob in the car. Now, who are they going to call? They're going to call Ghostbusters? 
they're going to call an ex-wife and be reminded of three <laughs> months alimony. Nope, I gave enough time. You should be calling Larry's 24-hour towing. Lockout service. Did you just purchase a car, ATV, or motorcycle? How are you going to get it home without getting a tag for an unregistered vehicle? Give them the address, and they'll take care of the rest, whether it's on a flatbed or on the hook. And also, if you have any repairs, it's Brian's Auto and Truck Repair on the same premises, and you can schedule a Rhode Island Vehicle State Inspection. It's a multitasking company. Now, if Nellie Bell has got 400,000 miles on it or more, because that's when I get rid of my vehicles. Uh, if you're looking for a used auto or truck sales, the division that does that is Peter and Jerry at Burrowville Motor Sales. All one location, South Main Street, Pasco, 401-568-6286. And you know what I saw come in the other day up there? A whole pallet of Freon. And I'm glad my name out on that invoice, I'll tell you. I'm going to let you know what's going on in the literary field right now. And it's really amazing. Australia will soon pay authors each time an e-book is lent out by the libraries. Okay? Flood damaged books are frozen in Italy as a first step in a restoration process. Something brand new. This one really caught my eye, and I'm going to go into this in more detail when I get back home. The Writers Guild of Great Britain, one of the oldest organizations in the world, has released their position on AI in our industry. And then authors have also filed another copyright infringement lawsuit against open AI. And this is the parent company of the fastest growing AI group in the world, ChatGTP. Okay, so that's what's going on behind the scenes in this ever-expanding business that we have. And there's going to be more details to follow on that. Our Association of Rhode Island Authors, our Zoom meeting is going to be, let me see, this Thursday night, 7 o'clock. And I've got the results here from uh, the minutes of the last meeting. And I'll quickly uh, go through the agenda. This is for July 20th at 7 p.m. Uh, be a member, a current member. You can get right on the Zoom meeting or internal and uh, memberships right now, 432. A reminder, dues and renewals, new storage unit. Uh, we're going to do a treasury report, uh, approval of the meetings, uh, reports on. Oh, uh, we had our summit picnic. Even with the rain forecasted, we had that this past weekend over at the Yago, Camp Yago. Our Writing Academy by Tabitha is really getting some traction now. We're on, uh, I believe, our seventh anthology, and Martha will have all the information on that. Our Rhode Island Authors Expo, which comes up the first Saturday of December at the Roads on the Patuxet. Uh, there'll only be about 130, 135 Rhode Island authors under one roof. Our Lively Literati down on Main Street and East Greenwich. Uh, we talked about earlier in the show today, the Big E. We will be uh, in the Rhode Island building again this year. 
And uh, we've already reserved all our big space at the Boston Book Festival. But we're looking for a coordinator for that. And uh, so many events going on. And uh, we'll be talking about past events uh, that we just closed out and some future events that we got planned for this year. I got to tell you about a little experience I had this week. Uh, We got the correspondence, too, and they've changed it. It's not the Reader's Choice Awards anymore. It's the Woonsocket Call-In Times Community Choice Awards. And to uh, do the nominations, it's WoonsocketCall.com slash community. And let's please keep WNRI going for a 13th consecutive number one radio station. And then please, I'm asking you in advance, and I'm thanking you in advance. Uh, the Author's Hour, Outdoor Scene and Race Chatter is your favorite show. And also your favorite personality, yours truly. And I'm thanking you in advance. Uh, it's very good also. While you're on that website, go into the other categories and click off. 14 or 15 of your favorite businesses to make sure they get nominated. It means an awful lot to them. And it has a ripple effect for the whole year in their advertising campaigns. That is the WoonsocketCall.com Community Choice Awards. Nominations are now open now. The voting will be a little bit later. Uh, I got an email here. Somebody wants to buy the magic code. Christine, I see your message. I got it. Uh, I'll leave a copy right here at the station for you for $19.95, and I'll put your name, Christine, right on it. Uh, anybody else? I've got two other copies, Wayne, WNRI, at Yahoo.com, and we'll make out some kind of arrangements to get them to you at $19.95. And the name of the book is The Magic Coat. Okay, uh, one, two, three, four. Four different emails at Wayne, WNRI, on Yard sales, garage sales, is it a rare book? How do I find the value? I'm getting buried with this today. Okay, a good way to get a a fair evaluation of a price. I do this as a service also for collections and historical societies around New England. Adall.com for used books. Another one I use a lot. That'll give you a happy medium, a high price or a low price, depending on the quality of the book. And don't be misled by somebody saying excellent condition. You find out there's three pages missing. Vialibri, V-I-A-L-I-B-R-I, B-R-I, dot net. And uh, go with the high and then the low and right in the middle of the 200 dealers that have that book. That'll be your happy medium. A guide to collecting is also another one. The ABCs of book collecting. If you're uh, really going to get into it, I would say rarebook.hub is a monthly fee and a yearly fee. But that's in my level, you know, for collections and stuff like that or a bookstore. Uh, Also, uh, Monday Book Collecting by Robert Wilson. Uh, another thing, if you don't want to buy a book, is your local library in the reference section could have book collecting, book value books right there. And that'll help you a lot on it. But it is 
not an exact science. You just can't put the ISBN number in or the name of the book and get an automatic value. There's a lot of other things involved. First printing, second printing, third printing, the publisher was it made in England? Was it made here? Uh, you know, has it been done over? Somebody repaired the book. There's a lot to it. Okay, I had an experience uh, Friday night. We're going to talk about, and it's going to be brought to you by. You see here, Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Uh, the trailers are back now. They're loading them up because of all the racing we had this weekend, and also on the same uh, property is Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair with the best brake job in Rhode Island. Uh, Cox number on that is four zero one seven ten ninety nine ninety two. Or you can call Shane or Scott and get your speed parts for the race cars at 1-800-766-4748. They'll have them shipped out by 11 o'clock Monday through Friday. You can also have a race car or a race truck built at the He Shed right at Six Hill Road in Pasco. And Sirios is back from vacation and looking for one more part-time driver. And one experienced server, male or female, apply in person. Or Tuesday special, 15 sliced cheese pizza. Or, let me see if you want a delivery, call 401-568-7187. They haven't lost an order yet. 52 years in business, Cereal's Pizza Rimmer and Restaurant at the Bridgeton Triangle. I'm going to play a song for you, and then I'm going to tell you why we loaded the song in. One of my favorite groups, and, you know, with Jeff and a few other people, Terry Turner and uh, the oldie show that we have, the Jack Rivers, and we have a lot of music involved at WNRI. And one of my top five albums that I play regularly is by the Mavericks, and they are going to be at Indian Ranch this Sunday. Please enjoy. the Indian Ranch or your favorite show, send me an email at waynewnri at yahoo.com Wasn't I good to you Didn't I show
of the most underrated groups of all time, in my opinion. Hey, I'd like to thank one of our new sponsors that we have on the Authors Hour. Only six months in business, and she does a fundraiser last week and generated $400 to the North Smithfield Animal Shelter. Thank you, Bree, and a fine staff at Wagnolia Pet Grooming. A clean dog is a happy dog, and they're located in the financial building on Great Road, the Chamberlain Building, at 601 Great Road. Uh, you can call her now and make an appointment. She's got a trained staff that she's personally trained, and she'll treat your family member like one of her own. 401-999-2440. Wagnolia Pet Grooming. What an asset to the community in Northern Rhode Island. $400 to help out the Northmanfield Animal Shelter. She raised last week for them after only six months in business. What a bright future this our business has in Northern Rhode Island. And I hope David takes my advice and contacts the people at Shark Tank. Because I think Barbara would go in on it. Who cut the cheesecake? What a name of a business at 1195 Putnam Pike in Chapachet. They're right at the Rotary. I'm not going <laughs> to embellish it at all. I'm going to say at least 20 flavors. I used to say 30, but Dave says, calm down, let's go with 20. And uh, also, they get a coffee club now. By 10, the 11th one is free. Uh, they're also doing birthday, uh, birthday parties and catering now. And if you see Evelyn this weekend, uh, she's been there one year and three weeks, and she knows every customer on a first-name basis. It's David Silva, proud owner of Who Cut the Cheesecake at 1195 Putnam Pike and Chapacha, right at the Rotary. And uh, call ahead for any special information because he's got a huge, huge uh, wholesale business. Now, getting back to the Mavericks, they're going to be at Indian Ranch this Sunday. I'm interested, seriously, I love Indian Ranch, and they have a great amphitheater. It's been there since 1946. They have the Samuel Slater restaurant right there on the premises. I went out uh, Friday night with the crew from the Timmy O'Rason from uh, the 44 for Bobby Santos on the Indian Princess last Friday night. And uh, what a great uh, guide and tour that was of Webster Lake, 26 miles of shoreline. Sunday concerts, again, opened in 1946. Uh, beaches, fishing, camping, Indian Ranch. Do you enjoy going to Indian Ranch? And what are some of the favorite shows that you've seen in person at Indian Ranch? And send it to Wayne, W-N-R-I, at Yahoo.com. I'm, I'm trying to do a little thing on this to uh, uh, just get a good feel for it. Okay, a good feel for it. We got 9.59. The name of the book today was The Magic Coat. And I've got one soul, Christine, I'm going to leave here. And I've got one other one to sell in 1995. Or you can do it right online at the authorshourbookstore.com. And uh, we'll get it right to you. And it is a very, very good book with a local's true story, a children's story. But it has a lot of timeless, good, good features in it about humanity. It's a good one. Thank you to our fine sponsors, guests, and emailers at WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com and for tuning in to the Author's Hour. Remember to shop locally and to read a book. And tomorrow, please have the best day of your life. Your host, Wayne G. Barber.